0: Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am your host, Heather Hanson O'Neill. I'm thrilled to be with you today. Our quote, I'm feeling a little bit whimsical, is by Dr. Seuss. The more that you read, the more things you will know, the more you learn, the more places you'll go. We have a more theme today. Our guest expert today is Molly Eliasov, and she is the more consultant, helping people who have it all, including CEOs, celebrities, and professional athletes, unlock life's missing pieces. She transforms the lives of these high powered individuals from merely successful to wonderfully fulfilled. You can read all about the rest of her bio in the show notes, but I want to dive into my questions for Molly today. Welcome, Molly, how are you?
1: I am wonderful. I love the Dr. Seuss quote, so I'm excited to have a whimsical and more discussion.
0: (laughs) I thought you wouldn't mind. I like to have a little fun. So let's start with, why don't you share with us a little bit about your background? How did you get to where you are to helping people find more?
1: That's a really great question. I think it's been an evolution of a journey. You know, I happened to trip into my first profession as a therapist. I really kind of like fell into it. (laughs) I was at the general school um, at my college, at my university, and i was trying to take all these classes about learning about people but i was coming at it from a macro lens right i was looking at sociology i was looking at you know how people really coexist in a city environment through metropolitan studies i was really just really interested in getting to know humans and as i was in that process i realized that i didn't want to just get to know humans thematically i wanted to get to know each individual person mm-hmm. and so I, you know, was really grappling with like, what kind of learning is going to give me that? And my mom's a therapist. And so she suggested, you know, try a class in social work, try learning about human behavior, like see what you think. And I loved it. I mean, it was just so um, the way my brain worked and it felt so natural to me. And so, you know, from there, I kind of tripped into this profession that I have done for 14 years of, of helping people through their mental health and also um, increasing their their life fulfillment and from there I realized that there was only so much I was getting done as a therapist and I really wanted to transition into doing more consulting work where I had the freedom to not just think about modalities and how to help people's mind but how to help their whole life. so it's it's been a little bit of a journey but you know my whole life has always been about how do we just become expansive in my own personal self and in my work so It's been really, really exciting
0: to help more people become more of themselves. I love it. You see, I think it's fantastic because anyone who actually thinks that everything happens the way they have it planned, um, (laughs) they may have another thing coming when it comes to life, right? So the fact that you fell into your career as a psychotherapist, I, I think that's quite common. The problem is when people stop being curious about what they really want, how they want to serve, what they find most fascinating. You've kept that curiosity, which keeps you in alignment with what you really want to do. So if you had to give someone advice who fell into something and found that they didn't like it, it wasn't in alignment with who they want to be, what would you share with them about next steps for finding it.
1: I love that. I see this a lot, right? So a lot of times people come to me when they're, they've actually enjoyed their first career quite a bit. They had some semblance of fulfillment in it, and then they reached a ceiling (laughs) and Mm. they got kind of bored. They felt like they did everything that they could. They iterated as much as they could. Um, and their own personal experience only gave them so much growth now within that industry. And so, As scary as it is, there is a desire to explore more. So, you know, what I like to say to people in those moments is, you know, what kind of life do you want to choose? What is going to make you feel content with your day to day and not just your own fulfillment and satisfaction, which some people really struggle with this concept, right? Is it selfish to really give myself what I want, which I would say absolutely not for multiple reasons, but, you know, one of the other reasons if you have trouble just seeing this is a potential outside of your own individual satisfaction is to think about how you benefit the world by showing up more as you. And if you're doing just what you know and you're not feeling satisfaction and contentment, you're not giving the world your best self. So whether you come at it from your own personal growth and development lens of wanting to live a more satisfied life or wanting to help others have more, either way, diving more into who you are as that changes and evolves over time, is more beneficial than staying stuck in what you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am in complete agreement with you. I've always been a fan of more and I love the straightforward mm-hmm. simplicity of it, but could you give people who are listening maybe an example of the type of more that people are looking for who come to you?
1: Mm-hmm. Great question. So. You know, one of the things that happens quite a bit, like I was mentioning earlier, is I see people who are a good five to 10 years into their career. Um, so this is just one example. Not everyone comes to me professionally. Sometimes it's just personal matters. But they're, they're five to 10 years into their career. They've received every award and accolade possible. They are well known in their industry as the go-to person to speak on X. And they're a little tired. They're a little burnt out from saying the same information over and over again that at one point fascinated them, excited them, and still does, still holds the strong meaning of why it's purposeful and valuable to them and what they want to give to the world. But they know they have capacity to do things outside of what they're known for, so they want to dive deeper into something that's in iteration. So I'm going to do a made-up example because you know all of my clients have privacy uh, clauses with me, NDAs with me. You know, but a great example would be you know an actress who has been in their career has won every you know major award on television. Really knows themselves in this industry, can perform backwards and forwards the roles that they're typically assigned, and even the ones that are slightly outside of their comfort zone or what they're known for. And now they want to be a director. Now they want to have a whole new lens in their industry. And what is that going to mean for their, you know, um, I don't want to say social capital, but what is it going to mean for the way people observe them, right? How is that going to impact the way people buy into them, believe in them? stand behind them, fund them. It's a big leap to go from where you feel stable and content to where you want to fantasize into, especially if you've had had almost zero experience. So that's a really good concrete example of what happens in the transition period of how do I move from where I want to go to where I am without uprooting my life or having a ton of negativity get poured into it. Mm.
0: I think that's a really good example because people can really wrap their heads around that. They understand that it makes a lot of sense. You said something that I have to go back to because um, I spend a lot of time in this zone of comfort or helping people get uncomfortable. You mentioned that about how they might be comfortable in their roles as an, an actress and they want to maybe get uncomfortable and do something more perhaps as a director. So if your listener today is the individual, cause we're focusing on the individual, right? Even though many people are listening, if this individual needs to get uncomfortable in order to get more, do you have a specific strategy that helps them? I have a lot of specific strategies.
1: (laughs) You know, I really, I cater everything to each individual person because I really feel like that works the best. Of course, a lot of these things are thematic. It could be given to multiple people, but you know what I really like everyone to start with and this specific person since I'm speaking just to this person uh, to think about is taking time and space to visualize what kind of life they wanna be. And the way I often describe it is like, what kind of biography Would you want written about yourself? How would you want that to be written, not just for the current chapter, but for the future chapter? So, if you read the book from backwards to forwards, what would you want the tone of that to be? What would you want your gift and contribution to this world to be? And are you living in that? Right? Because when we are scared, when we are nervous, being comfortable feels not only safer for us, but possibly like the right choice, <laughs> even though I, mm-hmm. I use that word in air quotes, right? Because right and wrong to me doesn't quite exist unless it's harmful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, what do you want the totality of your life to look like? And how much are you living within that or walking towards that? And how much are you veering? in the same chapter, just for more pages and not getting anywhere forward. And that visualization exercise, I think can be a really strong awakening for people to go, wait a minute. If I really want something new, what I'm doing today and what I've consistently been doing each day
0: is not bringing me there. Yeah, That is great. That's a great example and something that people can use as a tool to help them connect to their why, something bigger or further in the future. That's fantastic. Now I wanna get to the heart of Molly. Have you had a challenge or a fear in your life that maybe taught you a valuable lesson you'd like to share?
1: I mean, who hasn't?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me, you know, let me add that you'd yeah. like to share with us.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I, I start that way. And, and I, I, I love that your questions are more micro lens because my brain does work pretty macro. So it's, I'm really thankful for the way you're even uh, tuning into the way my brain works. You know, I, I, I think where I want to start is macro. And then I'm happy to go to micro so people can get to know me. But, you know, I, I think that it's really important that we all hold on to this concept, that we all are going through challenges. One of the things that I see happening so much right now, and I hear happening from my client work, but just overall, is this expectation that we're all supposed to have things figured out, have things look and feel simple and easy, and there's a journey to getting there right? And each day, there's a journey in being there. I was just reading uh, a quote, which I'm going to (laughs) terribly paraphrase. So, um, you know, but this idea that like, we understand that truth is not just about being right, but the truth is having delight in kind of the not knowing, right, Mm -hmm. and being able to sit in that space. And so, you know, I'm happy to talk about challenges and what it's taught me. But I think overall, it's so important to just pause and really let everyone know that all challenges impact all of us. And it, it's what we do with that information that allows us to be more delightful in our world and more free as ourselves. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's why it's called From Fear to Fire. That's the whole point of the yeah. show. Yeah. So
0: glad you said
1: that. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think that I've had multiple personal examples of that in my life. I think that, you know, being willing to, um, take multiple risks in my career. And I I use the word risks very lightly, um, but really take different opportunities and take them on so that I could feel more has been a huge example of what I not only bring to my work, part of my challenge, right? So for example, when I was, let's see, how old was I? I think I was 25. Um, So I had just, I graduated and got my master's at 22, like right after uh, undergraduate and I, you know, was already a therapist and I was working, um, for, for years because you start your, um, your work period in, in university, um, for this profession. And so even at 22, I was a full-time psychotherapist and I'd been doing that for three years, which is about when you can get credential to have your own private practice, at least in the state of New York. So in the state of New York <laughs> at 25, I was ready for my own private practice um, and had been quite seasoned in the field. And I made this huge decision that that wasn't enough, even at that time. Like I, I loved the work um, a lot because I got to be near people who were going through huge stages of growth and be there with them and help them you know, just move more into themselves, which is such a beautiful mm-hmm. thing that I've been honored to participate in um but i decided that i wanted to go back to school for dance mm-hmm. and <laughs> there was no rhyme or reason except that i had this desire to live part of what i've always wanted something that spoke to me something that was a part of my soul um and you know doing that risk meant not making as much money not having as much stability not really knowing what this meant for my world if this would turn my career upside down or not and it was a huge action step to really decide that i wanted to move into who i am And part of that was staying as a therapist. And part of that was allowing myself to go through a very rigorous academic program for for dance. Um, And it was a gift because I had many days that I was exhausted and left frustrated and unsure of what I was doing and why I spent the money doing it. Um, But every day, then and since then, I really can take kernels of knowledge that I took from that experience that integrated into who I am as a person, but also into my work. So I'm a big fan of letting our challenges happen, experience them, not always knowing what they mean, but understanding that they have a meaning for
0: us. Mm. I, that's Outstanding. And as someone whose first profession was that of a dancer, I did not know this about you. And this is why (laughs) I ask these fun questions, because then I can get to know my guests better. How fantastic. I believe very strongly that dance has a tremendous amount of lessons that translate to business and helping people find more. It is the pure expression of more. So love your answer. That's fantastic. (laughs) Do you have a mentor? Yeah. Or have you had one? I don't really look
1: at mentors in that kind of classic definition. I look at everyone who has taught me something as a mentor in that moment, um, which is almost everyone I come in contact with, right? Because I'm constantly trying to use the word earlier and I want to highlight this. I constantly am trying to be curious. Mm -hmm. And I think that if, you know, people are struggling with how to find more, it's a great word to start with. How do you get curious about yourself? How do you get curious about the world? How do you get curious about interaction? So, you know, it's not one mentor, but, you know, a dance teacher, which may feel really unrelated to business Guy, And I know you understand these parallels very well, but, you know, in the moment where they're giving you instructions on, you know, how to take direction can feel like it's all about what's happening in that moment. But the truth is they're teaching you this micro lesson of how to take direction, which is a part of how do you deal with, you know, a contractor? (laughs) How do you deal with a client? And also how do you deal with yourself when you want to be self directive And so I really look at everyone around me as a potential mentor in, in moments, in different moments.
0: Ah, that's fantastic. There are mentors all around us. That is wonderful. Now, how do you Maintain your energy. You said that you it was exhausting when you were still working as a psychotherapist and doing this dance program. It requires a lot of energy to help people, other people, find their more. What do you do that helps you? I love this question. First of all, let's go back for a second because
1: I feel like for people who have not done intensive dance training, I think it's really important to paint the picture. I I think I was in at least 20 hours of of very physically intensive classes a day. Plus I was going to the gym, you know, to do cross training probably five to six days a week. Plus I was taking extra dance classes that were not part of my curriculum so that I could keep learning about movement and be self-exploratory without, you know, having... Uh, a grade attached to it. So you know that plus then spending five to six hours each night sitting, listening to people, um, and then trying to sleep, recover, and eat <laughs>
0: it takes oh, yeah, a lot of whole, like sleep so... and eating. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and at the time, I had a relationship.
1: You know, there's a lot to manage there. But you know, now it's a lot lighter. I'm not trading that many hours a week. I still try to have a, a pretty rigorous trading program in my life, but not that many. Um, You know, actually I, I have had a lot of natural energy, uh, pretty easily in the last year I started drinking less and less coffee. I'm down to like one half cup of decaf, which I haven't even drank yet because (laughs) I want to be too energized for you. Um, you know, I, I think it's just really important, even if you're not someone who has natural energy to tap into what your rhythm naturally is, right? How do you wake up? How do you go to sleep? When are you feeling most activated? When is your mind working the most? When do you feel like you're contributing the most? And there's all kinds of cool little um, tools. There's an app called, I think it's called Peak Performance by Les Viewing. A guy named Ari Mizel created this free app that you can download and you can, you just have to like tap it a bunch of times. It's almost like a little game mm-hmm. and it helps you learn throughout the day. What is your peak mental state time? And so for me, you're, you're getting me in <laughs> my peak mental state time, which is awesome. Um, you know, but you really want to just, figure out when do you have the most mental energy so you can allow yourself to engage in contributing to whatever it is that you want to build um and then what do you what do you do to really recover because that's a big part of my life too I give myself time to take dance classes to treat my body to relax (laughs) to sleep Mm. all of that is so important when we take risks when we go for who we want to grow into because we're not just thinking about what we want to accomplish, but who we want to become.
0: I love that. That's fantastic. And I am also a morning person. I love mornings, but I'm cognizant of the fact that not everybody loves me in the mornings. So I, <laughs> I, I, I try to tune it down for people sometimes. So this way, listeners, you can listen to me anytime. You can listen to Molly anytime, but we're going to show up for you in our zone of excellence in the morning. Fantastic. So are there any books or podcasts that you listen to or that you read that you're like, oh my gosh, I love this author or I love this concept. What, anything that stands out for you?
1: You know, I like to, um, listen to a lot of different things. I'm constantly learning. So I'm trying to really, you know, go between, uh, Autobiographies and uh, listening to a lot of um, like Taoism or reading a lot of Taoism, I really like to kind of expand my knowledge of self and spirituality and um, just grounded in who I am. So I, it's more of a journey of play than anything else, to use your other word from earlier. Yeah. I listen to what other people really recommend. So, um, you know, I, and I have a podcast called More with Molly that I would, you know, definitely say is an opportunity to not only hear just from me, but to hear the reflections of the things that I learn. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all one big journey. There's not usually one specific thing that, that grounds me.
0: Okay. Well, we will make sure to put a link for more with Molly in the show notes. And uh, you know what, while we're on this topic, do you have any other way that you prefer people to reach you if they want to learn more about you?
1: Yeah, I'd love that. I really love direct connections. So feel free to message me on Instagram at more with morewithmolly, that's M-O-L-L-I-E. Um, I'd love to hear from you. You can say that you came from this podcast. that You know, Heather, you're a fan of Heather's. Um, and I'll make sure that we have a nice juicy dialogue about what's going on in your life and what you're looking for. So I'd be happy to connect there.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. So do you have any... Final insights for our listeners or words of wisdom, a takeaway, an action item, something that you want to make sure that they leave with that is pure Molly or pure more. (laughs) (laughs) Do not play small. Don't
1: even consider it. Do not play small because you are not only not giving to yourself, but you're not giving to the world the way we all need from you who you naturally are, what you're naturally driven to do, and how your mind works. That is a gift
0: to not just keep to yourself. Mm, That's fantastic. Absolutely perfect, especially in this time where people are finding that they're stuck, they're, they're allowing some external fears to cause them to kind of close in. I love this. Don't pay small. Release the fear. Let it go. Go for more. Know what it is. And... Thank you for coming and listening to Molly. Molly, thank you for sharing your wisdom today. This has been so much fun.
1: Oh, Thank you, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. And this was a pleasure and a half. Thank you. Thank you.